The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans. Welcome to Late United We Stand podcast. I'm in a very sunny Liverpool. I'm in... I'm near a pub called the Melrose Abbey. There's Evertonians walking past. I've come down the coast from Southport today. I was at Accrington Stanley yesterday. Really enjoyed that. Proper community football club. Spent time with the manager. And he's invited me on the team coach to Doncaster away on Tuesday. And I've got to go there. I mean, to be invited into the inner sanctum of a football team as a journalist is a great privilege. So uh, I'm up for that meeting up with the Accrington lads, not been on a team coach since Prestat in town, went to Europe and won against a full-time side in the Europa League, so whoever I travel with, I bring luck. But anyway, this is a Manchester United podcast, we've got to Everton, I hope that United play off as well as they did at Goodison last year, 2-0 win on New Year's Day, really good, and Pogba was attacking and I thought this is a sign of things to come, but it was another false dawn, but later that month, Mourinho signed his new contract and... Nobody complained about that. Many, many things have happened since. Not least that United have lost five of the last seven matches. Um, I met up with a good friend of mine, Peter Hooton, for a coffee this morning just north of Liverpool. And, I mean, he's, he's living the dream at the moment. Liverpool are in the European Cup semi-final. I'm speaking to Barcelona fans and they're saying that they think Liverpool are a better team than them. This is just surreal to me. I want to say to them what you want. Uh, Peter, you're going to have two minutes. Um... Will you win the league this year? Impossible to say. But, yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident United will at least get a draw against City. Um, uh, so, that w- I think Liverpool will win all the games. We need to win all our games. If we don't win on 97 points, you know, it's, we have, we've had a good try. You know, and that's all we could do. And that's what Klopp keeps on saying. We've had a good go. You know, and I think when you think back that, you know, a lot of leagues were won on... Much less, and Leicester won on 81. You know, it's been unprecedented, really, you know. I hope Manchester United destroys City. I don't care what it leads to. I just want my team to beat whoever they're playing. And are you, are you going to actively support United? You're going to like... <laughs> you're going to... <laughs> well, I want them to win, obviously. I Make, think every, make... every Liverpool fan wants them to win, you know. First but I mean, time. It's like, uh, you, know, we want, you know, we want United to beat City. And I think... I think United will have that pride, and also, I think on the when it, when it comes to it, United fans in the ground will want United to win, won't they? Surely, yeah, of course or they to will. get at least a draw. You know? Of course, they will. Uh, Mick McPotter, well known in Liverpool, poet, Liverpool fan, end writer. Where are we in Liverpool at the moment? Well, actually, in palatial Kirkdale, uh, not a million miles from. Uh, a little hostelry called The Brick, which is popular with United fans. But uh, it's a. Uh, what do you mean it's popular with United fans? Well, a lot of them go there when Liverpool play. Right. When they play Liverpool. Are we near Everton Valley? And the Everton host. Not far from uh, about half a mile from Everton Valley. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners you know, yeah, allegedly, know where it is. But yeah, it's it's obviously uh, popular with Liverpool fans. A lot of Liverpool fans in the area, contrary to urban myth. Me being one of them. Um, Kirkdale, I, I interviewed a footballer from here and he's plays in the Premier League and he's a defender. And do any of you know who he is? He's from Kirkdale. And Tommy he's Smith. A, Scott Dan. Scott Dan. Oh, yeah. Scott Dan. Yeah. Scott Dan's from. Uh, and Mac Manon yeah. was from around here. Was it? Well, Steve Mac Manon. Liverpool and 
Manchester produce footballers, don't they? They are football factories. Yeah, well, we produce more than Manchester. Well, well Kirby Town. I'm not, I'm not being dragged into Kirby. <laughs> yeah. Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Kirby's produced four European, European Cup winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lifters. Yeah. No, I think Liverpool and Manchester are both at the top of the league in terms of producing footballers for the football league, aren't they? Yeah. You know, in, in terms of percentage, you know, yeah. for population. Yeah. yeah. So, mate, you're um, you're a Liverpool fan. That's Been true. going for games for how long? Yeah. Oh, for longer than the case to remember it early, I mean, I first went in the, in the boys' pen probably when I was about eight or nine, unescorted, as we did in the day, back in the day. And uh, a and terrifying place in them days, but... Um, How but, do you want Manchester United to go on in the derby this week? I know, I know, I just want yeah. to hear it from you. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'll be cheating them on. For the first time pod, ever? Uh, I wouldn't say for the first time ever, I'm not that bitter. Um, you know, that being the odd occasion. I'd like to say, I know mean, United have played good football, obviously it's when the, uh, the anti-scouts chance come out when you're watching and you start, you know, you start changing your mind when you're watching the game. So traditionally you'd respect United for playing good, good yeah, attacking oh, football? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, heard that a few times from older always, scouts. Yeah, always, you know, always play great football. I mean, you're obviously missing a, a great drive and midfielder, which is a bad, haven't you? I mean, you're, you're always holding the puck, but it's going to... Turn that corner, but he seems to be stuttering, doesn't His he? His Royal Highness Pogba. Yeah. Is that His Royal Highness Pogba. Yeah. I think um, the relationship status with him would be it's complicated. Yeah, it's clearly yeah, very yeah, talented, yeah. but there's, yeah. there's issues. I mean, he's professional. I mean, some yeah. of the younger fans, he's very popular with them. His shirt outsells any in the club shop, and yeah. I don't have a massive a problem name. with him. A good name, Pogba. Yeah, he's a very polite lad who yeah. speaks several languages, yeah, but. Yeah. Could have seen being at United in ten years' time. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably think his agent gets into him, and I wonder what his motivation is. He wanted to go to Real Madrid before he joined Manchester United, so they, yeah, yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah. He was going there. Was he? United, uh, United pulled it off by so by getting him. He's half well, he's not playing in one of the best teams in the world at no, the moment, which he, was sold he, to him. But yeah. then he's not been as good as he could be either. Oh, no, no. He great for France, didn't he? you know? Huh? Yeah, I think that's true with United. I mean, you need the defence looks uh, weak, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit creaky. I think uh, Solskjaer is going to have to take a bit of time to get a good clear out there because yeah. I think he needs on the spine of the team is in uh, what it has been at United and what probably what the United fans demand. We've seen Evertonians walking past. This is yeah, not unusual yeah. for you being out near Goodison on a match day. Not really. I mean, Do you get recognised a lot in this? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit, but you know, no one ever bothers me. No, never have any problems, yeah, really. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, I think maybe that's because we used to do the end, and we used to sell the end at both Anfield and the Gosling would be unthinkable now. Absolutely unthinkable. But uh, Mick's brothers and Evertonian. Yeah. He used to do the cartoons and all that. You know, so we used to. You know, we've had uh, in my mother's house here with them. What the, this is the roots of this of Goodison, where Liverpool puddings, but. Many times they all had the old flag hanging out the window, and I've actually had to sit on rifle duty <laughs> just in case anybody took exception to it. Somebody did once, and uh, threw something in the garden, and they just and made them retrieve it. And what a beautiful house! This was built in the eighties by those a terrible Labour council who mixed mum coming from a tenement block just off uh, Scotland Road, and they built these beautiful houses, front and back gardens. And absolutely brilliant, and you know you're able to park here. 
That's great. So we're close to Bootle here? Not far. Bootle Cricket Club is just 200 yards on the left, isn't it? Yeah, Wadham Road, yeah. I remember um, 06 being asked to spend the day with a lad called Stephen Gerrard. He was a midfielder. He played for a team called Liverpool. Yeah. And uh, to interview him, yeah, uh, at the time, he was probably the best midfielder in the league after Keane had uh, move, moved on. And, and Gerrard, I can tell he just thought, middle-class journalists like they all are, but I'm not. And as soon as he'd found out that I'd seen my dad play at Bootle away, yeah. he totally changed to me. He's like, you've been to Bootle? And yeah, he was yeah, absolutely yeah. sound with me. Yeah, yeah. So I've not just been to Bootle. I've been yeah. to Formby, Marine, South Liverpool. Yeah. And he was great with me you're all day the, then. You're getting the full tour, aren't you? You're the full oh, he's tour. great. I just think... You know, he didn't what think do you think it was some City of Liverpool? We well, went they weren't going then, but you went there. No, they, yeah, we went there yesterday. They're doing no, all right. They're doing okay. Yeah, and it's a good community club, you know. And, but as John Cohen uh, rightly pointed out, there's not much demand for it. It's the, it's the Premier League and on Merseyside, isn't it? That's what everyone's interested in, you know. And that's unfortunately for lower league clubs. That's, that's and the yet reality. Manchester thriving with non-league football. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've still got Bootle FC, we've still yeah. got Marine and Crosby. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, you know, Kirby Town went out under, South Liverpool went under. So, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe, hopefully, City of Liverpool will keep on going, you know. My brother's final club was Prescott Cables. He was like an honorary mank. They loved him, they had a flag yeah. for him. He wasn't yeah, here yeah, for yeah. long. Yeah. My brother was called the non-league gypsy because someone offered him £10 more to play for him. He'd take his caravan <laughs> wherever it was in the northwest, and yeah. they knew that if they bought him a few pints and got him some six, yeah. he'd the be Manchester, happy. The Manchester mercenary. Well, he, he, he wasn't fast. He was very skillful. Yeah. He scored the penalty, which got Altrincham towards the conference. He, you know, he had a good yeah. career for 14 years. And... Uh, yeah, he played at Prescott Cables. That yeah. was his last last place he came to. Right, so I'm going to go to Goodison now. What do you think of Everton this season? Or do you not really care? Uh, I have no opinion on them, really. I mean, they haven't... You know, you know I think Silver, eventually, if they, if they keep... You know, if they don't chop and change all the time, I think Silver, eventually, might become a good manager. Mm. But the jury's out on him. Evertonian friends that I, I've got, like, are saying, we've got to be patient. You know, you can't keep changing all the time, you know... No, no continuity. I mean, they've had a couple of decent uh, results, haven't they? And then they go to Fulham yeah. and get beat at Fulham. It just yeah. doesn't make sense, you know. Jekyll and Hyde team, I think. Was your biggest step by a mile altogether now? It certainly was, yeah, yeah. Come to Spotify, it was. Yeah. How many places it had on there? Oh, I don't know. don't know. But I've been around places in the world and this has yeah. come on. It just, just comes thought, on this everywhere. Is yeah, yeah. This is brilliant. It just comes on everywhere. How old but... were you when you wrote it? Yeah, about 20, I think, something like that, yeah. 20 years. Um, what, and, and you knew about what happened well, in, in no, the First well, World War? Yeah, it, what I, I read about, I didn't read about it at school or anything, but uh, I just read an article about this truce in the First World War. Uh, and I thought, I'm going to be, there's lots of people who promote war. I'm gonna, I want to write something. It was like a poem. Not long after the, um, John Lennon got shot, I think. And I was upset by that, obviously, but I just started writing things down, you know. And it was almost a poem, really, rather than a song. And then we adapted it into a song later on, you know. But the idea was, like, why don't you, you know, champion one of the greatest events in the First World War rather than talk about uh, the horrors of the First World War? Do you know the you Manchesters know? and the Liverpools on the Battle of the Somme, yeah. 1st of July, yeah. 16? They disobeyed orders. Yeah, they fought so, side by side. Yeah, they fought side by side, but they also disobeyed orders. And I think uh, some, 
uh, a regiment from Belfast, I think, as well. Uh, they disobeyed orders of, to walk slowly towards the enemy, and they crawled, and they actually got... They actually uh, achieved... They did, they came the, out of the sunken road. I yeah, mean, they, they, they achieved the, their objectives, but they also didn't get slaughtered like a lot yeah. of the other... Because they, they must have had that attitude of, well, not walking slowly towards the enemy. They still got machine guns, yeah. you know, but... Maybe that was the rebelliousness of, of both cities, you know, that they wouldn't take orders from the top, you know, and they just decided to uh, save themselves. You know? I did, did see new evidence on earth this week that the Manchesters reached their objective six minutes before the Liverpools. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm was sure slight, they did. They were sla- <laughs> slightly better dressed as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, well I, I can't think why, because, you, know, um, you know, Liverpool started everything, didn't they? You know, <laughs> football, fashion, training, shoes. What's your favourite line from All Together now? Uh, same old story again. Sing it. No. Go on. <laughs> same old story again. Yeah. Same old story again. You know, and that's basically saying you know what's gone on in the past. I mean, originally it was six verses, but Suggs, who was the producer, uh, decided that he couldn't have a six-verse single. So it was cut down to two verses, and I added that new one because, it, believe it or not, it was the first Gulf War because it was like around about 1990. 91 know. was a great year for music. That was a yeah. um, massive attack. Blue Lines came out. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we had, we had we had great times with the Happy Mondays. Then yeah. we played Ellen Road with the Happy Mondays. I was there. And we are playing with Black Grape in a few weeks' time. And unfortunately, the Liverpool Newcastle match has been changed to the Saturday when we are playing with Black Grape. Can you remember Ellen Road that day? Sean Ryder walked out and said, yeah. "Are you man? You, you? Yeah, yeah." And yeah. someone climbed at the um, floodlights. The floodlights, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. You were very good. You were the best band there that day. Northside yeah. played as well. Didn't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone. You know, Brilliant. Saying, June '91. Yeah. That's it. June. Uh, June '91. Yeah. June '91. Right, I'm going to walk up to. Um, Goodie Oh yeah, this is Mick's sister now. Mick's sister's just arrived. Yeah. Gonna get involved in a family reunion here. Yeah. Gonna walk up the county road to Goodison Park. Yeah. All right. Um, who's gonna win the league? I've said this before. Liverpool will win when United get that uh, draw or win against City. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Just leaving the church on Gladys Street, which has got stalls upstairs, uh, mainly for Everton fans selling merchandise, fanzines, badges, lots of charitable initiatives. And there's a section on Manchester United, which is good, about Munich, showing former players, Brian Kidd, John Gidman, etc., etc. And with Stu Truman, who's a long-time United fan. How many times have you been to Goodison with United? Oh, we've just been talking about 30, must be 30 plus now. So I've been get, going... Do you not get bored of it? I've just, well, I've just been thinking that in there. I mean, it only comes round once a year, doesn't it? But you're looking at... Probably been going away now since maybe the, the late 80s. So, yeah, you're probably looking at just over 30 years and without missing... You go to every Manchester United game. Yeah. You go to FC United. Yeah. I saw you yesterday at Accrington yeah. Stanley. How many games are you going to a season? I went to Chorley and uh, Stockport in the morning as well. I want to go at that. Yeah, 104 of us this season. <laughs> and now single, obviously. <laughs> um, but you're not the archetypal um, anorak, Stuart. You know, you're a decent-looking, well-dressed lad with a bit about you. You've not got a string for a belt. Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but I, I don't really do anything else. I mean, the kids are a bit older now, so they're not as reliant so you on don't me. drink? Don't drink. Don't, don't gamble? Smoke. Don't smoke? No, don't do anything like that, no. no. Don't womanise? No, definitely don't womanise. No, them days are over. <laughs> uh, so, going to football matches is, is yeah, your thing? Yeah, it's just all I do, yeah. Yeah, it's all I do. I mean, last season, towards the end of the season, because it was a bad winter, 
the non-league fixtures, they were all over the place. So you got like, we're getting like five and six games a week in. Is that like paradise for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't pretend you're sad because I'm doing it this week, but my excuse, and that's what it is, it's my job. Look, love, I've got to go to Doncaster on Tuesday night. You know. <laughs> but it's bad, it's bad enough, I mean, what I did must have done to 60 United last year, must have been to FC 30 times. Been to Darwin like 15 times, they're my local team. You know what? Darwin used to be a football league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darwin reached an FA Cup final, if I'm not mistaken. I, no, I'm not sure. No. I don't know about that. They were a founder member of the football. They're struggling now, though. They struggled yeah, struggle for now, years. Yeah. Um, tell me quickly about FC United. They struggled this year themselves, haven't they? Yeah, it's been a tough season. Yeah, there's um, a lot going on behind the scenes. Well, there always is, but is it likely to lead to a first relegation? A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Average crowds are still quite good, 2,000? Uh, yeah, but not as good as what they were. They were just below 2,000 at the moment, yeah. A great stadium at Broadhurst Park. Yeah, yeah. I, to be, I mean, one of the reasons I go, it's, I mean, my dad's 72 now. My dad packed, I never thought I'd see the day my dad packed United in, but... He, when did he pack it in, NL5? Uh, no, he, he carried on for half a season. And um, it was it was an argument over a lift pass, actually. They asked him for a lift pass and he said whatever he was. Like. He said, I'm sick, 55, 56, whatever. I'm not sending you lift passes, I'm not a child. Um, and that was it. That, that was like the crutch straw that brought the camels back. And uh, I mean, it, it took years off me, Dad. It took years off me. He absolutely loves it. It's often a tiny little thing that leads to a massive decision. Yeah, like well, he, he had the seats at the back of the case stand. Uh, and in. I can't, oh, you wanted to go on the lift? Yeah. Oh. And they, they moved they moved the executive suite, so, so they took the two rows back. I can't remember what year that was now. It was late 90s. They took the last two rows of the case stand out and they moved him to the Stretford end. So that was the original one that got him when they moved him. Because he sat in that seat in case when he was built. That was, he, was the first, he was one of the first people to have a season ticket in there. I'm, um, I'm not back in United all the time, but I, I saw a few weeks ago somebody complaining that the dad, had, uh, who was elderly, had been sent to a car park miles from the Stretford end and on face value you looked at him for the club have been well out of order here but when I dug a bit deeper into it the, the, the elderly fan had just received a wrong piece of information from a, a casual day worker which led to this and, yeah, yeah, and as I soon as the club found out about it they rectified it yeah, and maybe yeah. the communication well this was a few years ago I think, be I think communications are better these days than they were then it was a few years ago so um... so FC but yeah. <laughs> well, they put the, they put the prices up for next season, and obviously it looks like a relegation. So uh, he rung me up last week and said to me, "Don't I can swear, can't I?" Yeah, yeah you can swear if you want. He said, he, said, he said to me, "Might as well go back to fucking Old Trafford with the prices here." Now, ironically, the prices at Old Trafford have been stable <laughs> no, that's for a right, decade. That's exactly now. what he said. That's exactly what he said. But it's like I say, it took years off him, and um, I mean, I love going with him, and it's, it's time to spend with my dad. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not. So he's not going to be here forever, so yeah. every moment I spend with him, like precious, like so. Man United this season. Um, well, I was a Mourinho man to be honest, so I don't see any difference. Well, I don't you think what... Mourinho shouldn't have been sacked? Uh, he probably, yeah. The time was right, but I think the things that Solskjaer say now, he's getting praise for off the off the fan base. When Mourinho was saying them, he was getting hammered for exactly the same things. You say fan base. You made a point to me yesterday. Fans on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, saying yeah. who you've never seen it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not being elitist by that. But they've got but thousands they, of followers. Thousands of followers, and they have a they have a, a platform which I don't want a platform. I'm not. I, I just come watch United go home. I, I don't want anything for it. But they have got a, a platform and a, and a status which I could never have, and which I don't particularly want. But Surely you'd be better off listening to somebody 
by mates, me and my mates, than somebody who doesn't who go to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, of course, if you don't go to the game, there is reasons behind it. I mean, not everyone's a sad bastard like me, are they? But, but prediction for today? We'll get beat. We'll get beat three-one. Right. On I, that note, I, I'm going to go out in the Goodison Main Stand. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's fucking happy. <laughs> We're outside the Goodison Supper Bar, English and Chinese meals. Take care, Stu. Look after yourself. And you, mate. And uh, match programmes on sale. The Everton Fanzine, and the Black Watch is on sale. I'm going to buy a copy of it now. For many years, when skies are grey, we're on sale for, for this one. So I'll buy the Black Watch. Podcast. I've just bought a copy of the Black Watch. £2, issue 16, Everton Fanzine. What's your name? My name's Tom. Tom said hello and you subscribe to United We Stand. I do indeed, yeah. And, and Red News as well. Good man. You, you like fanzines then? You like printed fanzines? Big, big fanzine fan, yeah. Um, been editing the Blackwash for two seasons now. How's it going? Yeah, going well, yeah. Uh, so we started at the yeah, start of last season. We've had three managers in that time, so there's been plenty to write about. Uh, this issue, we're looking back at the Wimbledon game in 94, the Hans Segers game. And, uh, you nearly went down, didn't you? We nearly went down. I was eight, so I think it's the first time I remember hearing my dad swear. And um, got loads of good stories in, about that game in this, in this mark. You know, the Wimbledon coach got burnt, burnt on the day. Um, got people who you know, were stuck on a bus to France, people who were on the pitch, all sorts. Yeah. So you're the only Everton printed fanzine now. I know when skies are grey, uh, produced digitally, and they've long, long um, yeah. been fr- friends of ours, and they do occasional um, print, yeah. printed ones as well. Yeah, that's right. So I, I used to write and read for when skies are grey, uh, loved it. And we had to speak from the harbour as well. And they closed around the same time. Well, well as you say, when Sky's Grey went online. And um, I think after that, for a few years, I kind of thought about starting a mag. And then, basically, we had a pre-season where we were going into Europe. And uh, we went on a pre-season tour to Tanzania. And I just thought, need to need to write about this um, in you know, printed form. And, uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. You know, I think we're relatively small, I think, compared to fanzines of old. And probably small compared to yours, but... We got like a good band of contra- contributors, and yeah, I love doing it. You know. Yeah. Finally, um, Everton this season. How would you sum it up? Uh, it's really hard to sum up. So I think until December we were brilliant. Uh, we had a really bad Christmas spell, and then um, last few weeks we're coming back up to you it. You saw your fans um, in there, holding your back. And, uh, Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm happy enough with Silver. Give him another season or two. Uh, I think we need to we need to give him some time. Um, and we've got some really good young players coming through. Lucas Dean at left back. Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front. They've all had really good seasons, so I think there's plenty to be positive. How's Gomez doing? I thought he was a great player for oh, Valencia. It's just, I love watching him. Um, I'm gutted he's out today, because I think he's, I think we'll really miss him. He's such a good passer of the ball, but he's actually pretty physical as well. He had, you know, gets into it, gets stuck in a little bit. Uh, he had a brilliant game against Arsenal the other week, and um, you know, yeah, he's been one of, the, one of the best players of the season. For right, us. boy as well. I think he speaks four languages. Uh, does he, yeah? Does he speak Scouts? <laughs> no, no, it's not a language. Uh... <laughs> well, can he understand it? That's a bigger question. Uh, but now he's quality, and uh, I'm, I'm, it was really disappointing last week. We lost at Fulham, and um, you know we had a big support down there, and we just didn't turn up. So I think today um, we're quite confident moves because we've been quite strong at home against some of the better teams, and because Man United maybe not the powerhouse that they were yeah indeed yeah um, I mean I'm hoping you desperately hoping you lose on Wednesday which I'm sure you, you don't mind me saying that I'm sure many of you listeners might as well um, I hope we win yeah yeah I can never go to a game hoping that my team lose yeah no, we, well, we had this big dilemma and there was a massive debate about that when we played City earlier in the season um, I mean 
and I can understand both both sides of the fence. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence with that one. I hope we win six one. Uh, yeah. Well, we've had some good good games. Oh, the players jump it in the away end after every goal. Uh, well, we've had some good good games against you here. I mean, I remember you winning the league here, which was always a bit of a a, a, a bit gutting, you know. 2003. But the big dunk games are the ones I remember. Super, I'm going to head in the ground. Nice good luck with the fanzine. Yeah. Cheers, Andy. Thank you. As the race for the top four in the Premier League heats up, Red Army Bet are offering a top four finish special. We've boosted the odds for the Reds to finish in the Premier League top four from 5-2 to two to 16-5. to five. Visit redarmybet.com for details. We've got to apologise to the fans because they were uh, absolutely fantastic and that performance is not good enough for a Man United team, uh, both from... Uh, all the way from, from me to players and we know that we uh, let the fans down, let the clubs, club down today because uh, that performance is it's difficult to descri- uh, describe because it's so bad. Uh, they beat us on all the basics. The basics, you know, long throw in, stick your head in, our own corner kick, they counter-attack. Uh, their corner, their first to the ball, good strike by the way, the, fir- the fourth one as well, there's many chances to get rid of that ball, stick your head in again. So we were beaten on all, all the things, all the ingredients that you need uh, added to your talent today. And as I said last week as well, there's never, there's no place you can hide on the pitch. So. That's just 85 minutes before we got a strike on target, which is uh, not good enough. We know that. Ali, your, your team Sorry. ran uh, collectively 8.03 8. kilometers less than Everton today. So that's somewhat the lack of work rate and effort from the players. Well, we've. Uh, that's one of the things I've said here. Uh, that's the basics and basic ingredients in the. In a team performance is running, uh, that desire, fitness. Of course, we know our fitness is nowhere good enough. I've said it before that I can't wait to get a pre-season uh, done. We've been fantastic to get to where we are, don't get me wrong. And maybe that's got us, got the eye off all the, because we've been chasing results, because suddenly we're, we're close to this top four. Uh, we never envisaged that you could be so close when you when you came in now it's just uh, maybe it's caught up with us and uh, we all know to win games of football as I refer to many times here again basics and fitness is that's that's no nothing to do with talent how did you get out of this sort of form? have city on the other side at Old Trafford on Wednesday that's the biggest uh, the biggest, uh, uh, how do you say, incentive that we can have. Old Trafford at home in front of our fantastic fans. They were unbelievable today again. We just got thumped 4-0 and they were, they've never ever uh, moaned at our players. Which they could have, we could have, but they've been supportive again. And I'm sure they'll support us again on uh, Wednesday night. Then it's up to us, from me to the players stuff that we get ourselves ready. What kind of reaction do you expect? 
Well, you, you, you can talk about reaction, you can talk about every... Uh, I'm sure that in the short term now, we've got to focus on these two games, massive games, if we win, win them too. Uh, we're still in with a chance, because I said 75, 76 points we need to get top four. And uh, we've, we're on 64, 12 points to be uh, won. So, sometimes it's, it's, it sounds too easy to say, well, you have to look forward, but we cannot dwell too much on this. You have to, yeah, in the long term, we've got to look at this. But short term, we've got to look at City and uh, Chelsea. Have you seen enough, uh, do you think, in the dressing room after that to be confident that the players care enough to want to play for this club? I don't know. I don't know. Do they care as much as you? Obviously, clearly, you, you care enough. Well, do they, do you think? You've got to ask them. Uh, I've asked them. Uh, you're not going to get the the answer uh, from me, but of course, if you want to play at this club, it has to mean more, and it, it's got to be. I've said it as well. I want to want my team to be the hardest work, most the hardest working team in the league. That's what we were under Sir Alex. That's what we've always been. You've got Giggsy, Bex, Gary Neville, Dennis Irvin, whoever the talent you've got, you've run more than anyone every single week. That uh, shift up and down that pitch for your teammates, and uh, we have to stick together as a team. We've and we've uh, we've got we can't change the whole squad in uh, in, but it's got to be one step at a time. And I've said all along, I'm I'm going to be successful here, and the players there that won't be part of that successful team, but there are players there that, of course, many of these uh, do have it. Well, we were two points ahead of Everton when I came, so I wasn't in under any illusions that we could uh, win the league and the challenge for top uh, top two or top three uh, like this. If you look at the table uh, just before Christmas, look at the table now. Yeah, we're in the same position, but the amount amount of points that we've uh, taken. And that's down to the players, credit to the players. Maybe it's caught up with us, uh, you know, going through in the Champions League. Maybe, as you're alluding to as well, we're not fit enough maybe because we don't run enough or does it not mean enough? Um, in the end, players will, will know that it has to mean everything for you to play at this club. Like it does for the fans, travelled all the way here. Not all the way, but they travelled and ran, uh, sang for 90 minutes, or plus, after the game as well. And I don't have, yeah, that's everything. OK, last question. Oli, you've, you've been saying for a couple of months about the need to be fitter and, yep. and the need to get pre-season under the belt. Yep. Is that kind of response today exactly the example of why you need the pre-season under the belt? It's not a surprise that you, uh, that you hear the stats that Everton have run more than us. It's not just about running, of course. It's all about. It's also about decisions. It's all about st sticking your head in where it hurts. Defend the long throw in. Defend the corner. Block that shot. Uh, tackle uh, middle of the pitch. Put your body on the line. It hurts to win football games. It hurts. To, so this is just general uh, and basics that we were far off Everton today. They beat us fair and square, uh, and they deserve all the credit they can get.
It's an hour and a half after the final whistle. It's a beautiful sunny day in Liverpool. That was disgraceful from Manchester United. That's the worst performance I've seen all season. Lost 4-0 against a very good Everton team who were allowed to play. United didn't come close to playing. until the 85th minute. Gotta be careful what I say here because there's people looking at me and my accent is definitely not from L4. Got a 10 minute walk back to my car. United have won two of the last eight games now. And I've just asked Oli Gunnar Solskjaer how he's gonna get this team out of the slump. And he said, City at home on Wednesday is the perfect opportunity to do that. And I buy that. You know, if they surge back, I just worry whether any of them care off as much as Solskjaer does. Because if they do, they didn't show it today. They're massive wages. And that's a lazy stick to beat footballers with because they all earn a fortune. De Gea's gone to pot the last couple of months. The defence has conceded 17 goals in the last eight games. It's actually been sorted out. It was looking better under Oli at the start. The attack have scored six in eight. The attackers have stopped scoring. And Marcus Rashford has a shot, goes over. No shots at home against Barcelona. Lukaku just looks off it. He was jeered and booed today and hugged his former teammates at the end of the game. Midfield, been wonky. Look, team looks like he needs a captain. De Gea was captain. He's a great goalkeeper. Not convinced he's the right captain for Manchester United. Holly speaks well. He has to. He's going to lose his job unless he gets more out of these players. I said that he should be appointed. I said it on March the 6th, 10 minutes after PSG. I felt he deserved it after his performances with his team under him, those 19 games. I really hope he gets it right. He's got a huge job. Just got some lads looking at me now on mountain bikes. Carrying a bag with a computer in it. I'm in L4. You can see the cranes of Seaforth, the seaport on the Mersey. There's families having barbecues outside the front doors, walking down towards Bootle. Pogba really needs to raise his game, doesn't he? Sorry? I'm not from here, I'm sorry. Sorry. If anyone knows where the 10 bus in Liverpool goes from and to. Well, too late. And the structure of the club, I've just seen Gary Neville on Sky talking impassionately. Basically blaming Ed Woodward 
the two don't see eye to eye. Part of me thinks Gaz would be a perfect sporting director for United. But he won't take it. Not with United as it is at the moment. Doesn't need it, doesn't need the stick. So who else? I know that some of the best sporting directors in football have been sounded out. I also know that United have said a polite no thanks to some of the best ones in football. So you'd like to think they know what they're doing. Maybe they do. Maybe it's all going to fall into place. Great. And you know, if Oli Gunnar is allowed to shape the team as he wants, all power to him. They look knackered. They got outrun by Everton. They got outfought by Everton. And Oli Gunnar said that with a pre-season behind him, which is great, but we've been hearing this from the different managers season after season. It's like Groundhog Day all the time. Every manager comes in. And without saying it as directly, suggests that they've got to clean up the mess of the previous manager. So where's the truth? Well, the league table doesn't lie. United 6th. Much closer to fifth than when Oli Gunnar took over, and that's to his credit. But it's a pretty alarming slump. United we stand and Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.